Welcome to the Glenelg Hopkins CMA podcast, a podcast giving you an insight to what happens behind the acronym GHCMA. Hi, I'm Liz Meacham. In this series, we're having a look at what a catchment management authority does and giving you an insight to how we are protecting and enhancing the land, the waterways and the biodiversity of the Glenelg Hopkins region of southwest Victoria. In today's podcast, we are out at the Tirandera Flora Reserve where Tanya is talking Italian buckthorn. This introduced woody weed with its attractive red berries is starting to get itself established in the loamy soils of the southwest, particularly in areas of significance like the Flora Reserve. It's pretty good at growing thickly and shading out everything underneath it, but it might have met its match in Robin Adair and his offsider Kim and their very special diesel mix. So Robin, we're here today at the Tirandera Flora Reserve to control the Italian buckthorn as part of the Budgebim Connections flagship waterway project at the CMA. Can you tell me why this plant is such an issue and why it needs to be controlled? Yes, Tanya. Um, Italian buckthorn has been in this country um, and particularly Victoria for over a hundred years now and during that time infestation levels um, in areas that are favourable to the plant have built up um, to incredible levels where um, as we stand in Tirandar at the moment um, we have um, very dense um, understories of Italian buckthorn which is uh, a woody shrub um, and these stands um, become so thick that it's very difficult to walk through um, in a lot of areas. So there's a very large biomass of material. When you end up with this sort of situation, the competition with native plants is intense because the overstory canopy of Italian buckthorn basically shades everything out in the understory and we see a loss in biodiversity. Many of our um, animal species would have difficulty moving through these very dense infestations, so their habitat area is also compromised. Um, on top of that, um, it presents um, an increased fire risk because um, the amount of material in this forest that we're looking at at the moment is very high. So should a fire unfortunately come through, um, and it was an unintentional fire, um, it's likely to burn a lot hotter than it would normally, and that fire intensity can cause a, a lot of damage to the gum trees, the wattle trees, and any of the remaining flora that we might have. So, um, so that's the impact side of it. Um, the other aspect that makes it such a bad plant is that it has a berry, um, a fleshy berry that's very attractive to birds, um, foxes, possums, ants, and these animals spread 
the plant um, quite considerable different uh, distances. So while you might have one infestation um, in one area, um, behind the scenes seeds are being dispersed across the landscape and the infestation um, becomes larger and larger and larger until you end up with often quite contiguous um, infestations that are bad. So for this reason, um, if we don't control it, um, if it's left to its own devices, Italian buckthorn um, will become a much more prominent weed than it is at present and will suffer considerable losses in our biodiversity in the areas where it occurs. Great, thank you Robin. Um, I've noticed that it seems to be able to grow in a wide range of areas, um, you know, both within a forested area like we're in today, as well as in open areas. Can you tell us if there are any weaknesses of this plant or how uh, it grows in certain circumstances? Yes, the plant has what we call a broad ecological amplitude. It's a big word that just means it can live in a lot of different environments. So at Tirundara here we've got um, we've got fairly loamy soils in a open forest environment and Italian buckthorn is doing particularly well. But we also know that the plant has a strong preference for the coastal alkaline soils and sands. So that's pretty well all of the Victorian coastline. In fact, the coastline across southern Australia, Western Australia, South Australia, Victoria, Tasmania, um, New South Wales. And Italian buckthorn, unfortunately, occurs in all of those areas and is expanding. So um, some plants um, have a very restricted distribution based on tolerance levels to climate and soil. Italian buckthorn um, has a, a broad range and unfortunately we're seeing penetration of Italian buckthorn into inland areas as well, not just on the coast but extending sometimes up to 100, 200 kilometres from the coast and who knows where it will stop. So that's the unfortunate side of it. Um, it does seem to have quite a, a broad geographical range. I haven't seen it so far in really wet areas. Have you noticed a, a prevalence of um, any other wet areas or wetlands where it's been present? Well, at Turandara here, um, which is the focus of our attention, there's some beautiful swamp areas, um, woolly tea tree, shrublands and it's interesting Tanya in that the Italian buckthorn just seems to stop at the edge of those wetlands um, which is good because we would not want that plant um, dominating in those sorts of communities because um, the same sort of biodiversity loss would occur as it does in the open forest so I think one of the weaknesses of the plant is that it doesn't like living in waterlogged soil it more um, prefers to be on well-drained loams or rocky alkaline soils um, and coastal sands. But wetlands are not an area that it does particularly well in. Yeah, thank you. Robin, you've got Kim here today, who's your team leader. Uh, would you like to get him to talk about how we're using or what control techniques we're using to control the Italian buckthorn here at the reserve? Uh, yeah, Tanya, there's quite a bit of detail in some of the methods that we use for 
controlling Italian buckthorn and I'm going to hand over to Kim in a minute to talk about some of those methods. But um, overarching the um, approach that we're using is how we've divided up the floor reserve into um, zones of activity. Um, because there's so much buckthorn here and I estimate that the invasion probably started 15 to 20 years ago, um, some areas are so thick now that it, it, it is really difficult to make any progress. So um, we've decided to cover as much of the flora reserve as possible by um, first targeting the areas that have the least Italian buckthorn. And these areas are, are looking pretty good, but the trajectory is that they will become heavily invaded with time. So. Our strategy um, is to protect the good areas, um, keep them clean, and we'll do as much work in these areas as we possibly can, particularly along the edges of the waterways and so on, where it um, can become quite problematic. Um, and then with the time that we have left, we'll push into those really hard, difficult areas and try and do what we can. But Kim is um, a master at some of the methods that we have and um, I'm going to let him introduce some of those techniques that we've used quite successfully on Italian buckthorn. Great, thank you. Okay, so uh, the method we're using here today is called the basil bark method and put simply that is uh, mixing our herbicide with diesel fuel and dribbling it along the base of the stem of uh, the main stem of the plants. Uh, essentially that herbicide is then taken up into the plants and goes into the root system which will kill the tree. Uh, this technique is very effective because you don't need to apply the herbicide to the entire tree, making it a lot more selective. And when we've got areas like this that are full of Italian buckthorn we can actually cover a lot more area in less time. Yeah because the alternatives of control in this are fairly limited we wouldn't be able to do any uh, chainsawing of this scale. I mean the reserve is nearly 120 hectares in size it's huge so without this method of control, we'd be fairly limited in, in our options. That's correct. Um, chainsawing and cut and painting is a good technique to control Italian buckthorn when you've got a smaller area and less plants. But here, as Robin said, there's walls of them and we would never be able to control all of these trees with cut and paint. Great. Now. I can also see that both yourself and Robin have um, protective gear on. Are you able to go through maybe from from ground up, so starting at your feet, with the protective gear that you use and why it's so important to be fully protected when out working in this environment? Yeah, so um, one of the disadvantages of this technique that we use, the basal barking, is that it is quite toxic to humans. Uh, because we're using the diesel fuel, it can go into your skin. So essentially every part of you has to be covered. So we've got uh, boots on, we've got overalls over our protective clothing, we've got nitrile gloves covered by 
thicker rubber gloves. Uh, we've got carbon filter face masks. We've got protective glasses and we've got hats on. Every surface of our body is covered to make sure we don't get any of this diesel on us. Which is obviously important because we want to make sure that you guys are safe out here doing this work That's right. as well. That's right. So we greatly appreciate you doing this hard work for us. We want to make sure that you're safe. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, both Robin and Kim, for your time here. It's been awesome chatting with you. I think it might be time for us to um, let you get kitted back up properly and um, go back and do some more Italian buckthorn control. Sounds fun. Yep. Thank you, Tanya. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Our thanks to Robin and Kim for taking off their PPE and having a bit of a chat with Tanya and explaining why getting on top of this weed now will make all the difference in the future. Now, if you would like to learn more about Italian Buckthorn or any of the other projects we've got going on at the CMA and maybe see what funding might be around or how you can get involved, there are a number of ways you can do that. You can check out our website at ghcma.vic.gov.au or you can follow us on social media. We are Glenelg Hopkins CMA on Facebook and GHCMA on Instagram and Twitter. The Italian Buckthorn Control Project is part of a wider Budge BIM Connections flagship project which is funded by the Victorian Government under the fifth round of the Environmental Contribution. Thanks for listening. Oh, 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 oh.